So, Rob, I am not very long back from a trip to New York. I went for the live connected show that Relay FM did in New York City, and it was a lot of fun. Um, I spent, I guess, well, first of all, I went to their show in Chicago because easy peasy, I'm here in Chicago already. Um, and then I flew really early Tuesday morning, which is super inadvisable to go to a show that takes you out in Chicago till nearly midnight and then get up at four to be on a 6 a.m. flight to New York. Not the best way to start a trip. Um, yeah, I wouldn't recommend that. And also, I think maybe you went to New York the wrong week. Um, yeah, I did. <laughs> so I, I you did. were back by the time the event was on. I was getting, uh, I was getting text messages from Jennifer and and other people in my family. Like, is everything okay? Because uh, there were, you know, there were pipe bombs being delivered to various people in New York City. While I was just walking around, and I was actually down at the nine eleven memorial with Stephen Hackett and Mike Curley, and there were just like police everywhere and sirens everywhere. And eventually, we get these alerts that were like Amber Alerts. Where oh wow! And it, it basically said clear, you know, clear the area near Broadway and Fifty Eighth Street. And well, we were we were down around at the time. We were down around like Tenth Street or something. I mean, we were really far away from it. Later in the day, we were closer, but never more than you know, never closer than like twenty blocks. And um, but we just saw all day long as we were walking around the city, we just saw police cars with sirens going, just racing around the streets of New York. Uh, and most of the action was up at CNN, uh, obviously, uh, which is right by Central Park. And we, we weren't there uh, during that day. But so it was it added a little excitement to the trip, I suppose. Um, I got in. Well, I, I talked about this a little bit for Club Mac Stories, but I got in and did a quick roundup of t- of iPhone 10R reviews on my 9.7-inch iPad thumb-typing in the back of a lift, which made me feel kind of ill by the time I got to my hotel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll do it. But I, I did that. I was really tired. I couldn't check into my hotel. I went, traveled really light. I had everything in my backpack. I didn't bring a suitcase or anything. Uh, and so I just wandered, and I couldn't check in until 2, and it was like 11. So I just wandered around the city after I got my story finished. Um, and, and when I finally got to my hotel, this was a, this is a really old building from around the turn of the I don't know around I th- I think it was built in the late 1800s, early 1900s maybe, but it was a building for retired sailors, and it actually had some of the survivors of the Titanic disaster were put there after they were rescued from the sea. Uh, and huh. and and the building was designed to be familiar to sailors, so they made all of the rooms look like berths in a in a ship. So when I walk, and which one thing that means is really small. So I would it's basically a micro hotel. So <laughs> I the hallways were. It did feel a little bit like a death trap, I have to admit at first. And I was a little claustrophobic because the hallways were so narrow that if a person was coming out the other way, you had to kind of scooch sideways to get by them. And then when you went in the room, if I put my two arms out, I could touch the two sidewalls. Wow. And then the other direction. Yeah, that's pretty small. The other direction, it was a little longer. So I guess I'd say it was maybe six feet wide by maybe nine or ten feet deep and it had a single bed it had a couple of hooks on the door and that was about it and then you know then you did like the communal bathroom thing so it was a little bit like a youth hostel it was actually comfortable nice 
uh, and it had the benefit of being just about the cheapest hotel room you can get in New York City. I mean, there's like $150 a night, which is dirt cheap. Oh, wow. Dirt yeah, cheap, for, really cheap. Yeah, for being in Greenwich Village. And I was, you know, that allowed me to stay there a little longer. I was there from Tuesday till Saturday, did some touristy things, went to the relay meetup, signed an iPad. That was kind of unique and different. <laughs> huh, uh, nice. Um, and just kind of hung out and ate, ate very well. Went to John's of Bleecker Street Pizza, uh, which Casey Liss was very happy about. I was the only one of the people I was with who who managed to get there. I went by myself because I wasn't going to miss it, uh, and it was delicious. But, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a good trip. But that hotel was incredibly small. Yeah, I, I guess it really depends how much time you're spending in a hotel room because... You know, if, if we get hotel rooms, you know, we go away for the weekend or something, we just buy the cheapest hotel we can because generally we're just going to be sleeping in it. Right. Um, but that seems a bit too small. <laughs> well, it was it was pretty good for someone like me who's by themselves and uh, wanted to not spend a lot of money and really wanted to be out in the city doing things. So, yeah, there was no hanging out in that room. There was no I had no desire to just hang out there, although that I did just sit in bed a little bit and write and stuff. But they had a really nice little lobby coffee shop bar, which I hung out for a while, you know, in, in the mornings and stuff like that. So, it, yeah, it was good. Nice trip. Nice trip. But, you know, it feels like it feels like a, a eons ago that I came back because so much has happened since then. I got back and I immediately started playing uh, Red, Dead, Red Dead Redemption 2. Yes, this, uh, and I think last episode we... We're talking, and I did my usual thing. Um, you know, I was like, "Oh well, you know, I'm not really going to get it, it up when I pick it up." And then I ended up buying a PS4 Pro <laughs> yeah. uh, to play it. <laughs> yeah, so you got the really exp- expensive edition that comes with the PS4 Pro, basically, right? Yeah, well, it actually works out quite cheap because you basically get the game for free. Yeah, that's true. Um, I saw that it's as- the same price if you buy a console on its own. Um, so I saved like 50 quid okay, that's good. Um, on this console. So I kind of, that's how I justified it to myself. And I have sold my other PS4. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that kind of covers a lot of the cost. I've re- I think I've paid maybe like 100, 150 pound for this once you take off the game and the money from my old PS4. So, you know, it's not too bad. That's yeah, not bad. I, I have kind of the chicken and egg problem with the PS4 Pro, which I don't have a 4K TV. And so for me, I feel like, well, it's not just buying the pro; it's buying the TV and all that stuff. So, I it's kept me from from doing that as well. Yeah, it's um, but you know, I'm pretty happy with it. It took me a while to kind of get everything transferred over. Um, yeah, I bet. you know, because it's you can do it over Ethernet, which is pretty good because that's you know relatively quick. Right. Um, you know, but then I've got to like sort of sign in again, and then I had to install Red Dead Redemption, which is like oh, it's, you know, two hours of my life or yeah. something, waiting for it to install from both discs. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, it's a really big game. So uh, when you do the, the Ethernet thing, is that like a peer-to-peer thing, or do you do it over the internet? How does it work? Yeah, so it, it does this thing. You have to be connected to the Wi-Fi on both of them. Okay. Um, and then you plug the Ethernet in, because when you're setting up, it'll ask you if you want to transfer from somewhere else. Uh-huh. Um, so it then tells you, oh, plug your Ethernet cable in now. You plug it in. You, I think you hold the power button on the old PS4, and then it just starts transferring data. Oh, all right. Well, that's it's good. I suppose they probably have the Wi-Fi for some sort of security DRM check or something like that. 
Uh, yeah, I imagine so. Um, and I actually I bought down a spare TV that I had like a little, or you know, a little monitor that I had like nineteen inch monitor, right. just so I could plug in the old one so that I could see what was going oh, yeah. on. They tell you you don't need to do that, but just for my own benefit, it was a little bit nicer to be able to see what the old PS4 was doing as well. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Huh. So. What do you think about the game? I have not played very much, and we don't want to give any spoilers or anything. But uh, I, I think when I looked, I'm maybe three percent of the way through the game, so really not far at all. Because I, I played a little bit over the weekend, but then the Apple event, which we'll talk about in a little bit, the Apple event happened on Tuesday, so that's been pretty much my my week so far. Yeah, it sounds like maybe we're about the same. Well, I think I'm maybe three or maybe four percent through. Um, so it sounds like neither of us have actually played a huge amount of it. To be honest, like I was, you know, I'm really excited for it and I'm enjoying it. But I kind of forgot that, you know, because it's a new game, they have to sort of have a slow sort of tutorial part of it. You know, a lot of the stuff I'm doing right now is like, this is how you shoot a guy, this is how you put your mask on so they don't recognize you, like all this sort of tutorial kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think I just got myself so worked up and excited about it that I forgot that I wasn't just going to be going in and having gunfights straight away. Yeah, that's true. It is a little bit. It definitely eases you in, which I kind of appreciated. But I also, I kind of find it's a weird game because it can be very violent, but it's also, it can be very mellow just kind of riding your horse around, which I kind of enjoyed. Yeah, my poor horse died. Um, what did you do? Poor Rocket. What did you do? Yeah, well... Poor Rocket. I left him. You know, I went off to do something, and I whistled for him to come back, and he ran off the side of a cliff. And oh no, um, that's terrible. Yeah, I love that horse. Um, oh no. And then, so I went to buy another one, and I didn't really have enough money, so I had to buy this like fifteen dollar horse. Oh wow! Um, you're having lo- and bless him, he's good, but he's not very fast. <laughs> you're having you're having troubles right out of the box there. It sounds like. Yeah, I'm not that not that far through the game, and I've already sort of got a cheap horse. <laughs> You're already riding a donkey around for your for being a bandit. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but you know, the game itself. I mean, it's I don't know how many of these sort of random interactions you've hit, but like at one point there was a guy who was trying. I think he was putting a, a horseshoe on his on his horse, and I stopped and said, "Oh, do you need a hand?" And then the horse just kicked him, and he died. <laughs> Um, and his horse ran off, and I was like, "Is that supposed to have happened?" Like, I didn't really know what was going on. Um, I feel like you got a special version of the game, Rob. I think maybe I did. <laughs> this does not sound normal at all. No, none of these things have happened to me yet. But, but like I said, I really have only just done the uh, the bare minimum of, of, and I'm still definitely in the tutorial phase. Yeah, it's. Um, I'm looking forward to. It. I think it's going to looking at the size of the map. Um, this is going to take me a long time to finish oh, this. Yeah. It's going to be it's going to be forever. Have you tried? I guess I I guess there's a companion iOS app, and I have not downloaded it yet. And I don't know if it's like iPad only or if it's also on the iPhone. Because I th- I, I think what you can do is put your map and all the kind of HUD stuff on iOS, and then the game you know the game's interface is just very clean. Yeah, that's exactly what you can do, and it is on the it is on the iPhone as well. Um, I tried it for a little bit, but you know, a phone is is relatively small. Yeah. Um, and I even considered buying an iPad um, just <laughs> of course because I want to do this. Um, you know, because I like the idea of having the map on it, you know, on a big touch screen next to me, yeah. and then I just don't have anything else on the screen. Right. Um, 
But, you know, like every time I look at the iPad, I cannot justify, you know, even buying the cheapest iPad. It's just like, I really just don't need this at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, well, I've... So, you know, if somebody wants to send me one <laughs> for free, then but by all means. Um, but I'm certainly not going to buy one anytime soon. Yeah, I've got my 9.7-inch one, which I can... I, I think I'll try that when I play again. I'll probably maybe play a little bit tonight if I can get ready for the earnings call tomorrow uh, in time. But, uh, yeah... I need a little R and R, and playing some Red Dead would probably be a good idea. Yeah, just you know, have a ride around and talk to random people, and just see what happens. Because that's basically what I'm see, doing. See, at the see if they get kicked in the head by a horse. <laughs> because well, you distract you them. To... Yeah, maybe try punching your horse and see what happens. Okay, because uh, that's um... <laughs> you're just yeah. <laughs> that will give you an interesting reaction. I'm sure. I'm sure it does. Yeah. Um, no, I'm going to be nice to my horse, and I'm not going to send him off a cliff either. Oh, I didn't do it on purpose. I, I just, <laughs> I feel really bad. I really, I really liked him. <laughs> all right, all right. So, do you want to talk about the Apple event and all the stuff that you're not going to get because of the Apple event? Yeah, I think there's some some computers, and there was it's like these other kind of computers, but they're touch screens. There's a lot going on. Well, they're really good uh, for media consumption, is what I'm told. Oh, I see. Right, it's okay, primarily what you use them for. They're just like blowing up iPhone apps, really. But I, so I actually was really excited about this event because there was a fair amount that we didn't know, especially on the Mac side. And I really like the Mac Mini. I've had two Minis. I've still got one that's from, I think, I think it's 2014. Uh, one of the, probably, I guess the last update really. But um, yeah, I, I really enjoy the Mini and I'm actually considering getting a Mini to make it my main production machine for doing like podcast editing and stuff like that because you can what's neat about the mini now is that you can configure it every everywhere from pretty simple low-end device up to a $4,200 monster and I'm not thinking of getting I'm not thinking of getting that one but no but (laughs) I can get something that has specs very close to my actually better I guess because it has six cores uh, than my my 2016 MacBook Pro, uh, very similar you know processor speed, uh, faster nice. SSDs, uh, same RAM you know, and I've got I've got the old Mini I could sell that I got a few things you know a few things I could trade in to to ease the burden a little bit but but it's a little hard to justify because it's not necessary it's not as necessary as to me at least. Is getting a new iPad Pro that I you know, I crunched mine like in June, uh, broke the screen. So, uh, oh yeah, dear. I, yeah. I mean, it's let. I, I think the Macs are what they are. Um, you know, it's nice to do Mac Mini. It's nice to do MacBook Air. I don't. You know, it's nice that they they exist and they're new. They're not particularly exciting. It's just nice that we've had the updates. But let's talk about that iPad Pro because this thing is beautiful. Yeah, it's really kind of amazing. And having spoken to Federico about it since, he, he actually got his hands on one because he was at the event and uh, was in the hands-on area afterwards. It is pretty amazing. And, you know, it comes with a pretty astounding price tag, too. You know, the base model is $200 more now than it used to be. But I kind of look at it as these are now kind of full-blown portable computers. Uh, Maybe not all the software is there for all the pro apps that some people want to use, but the power, just at least from a hardware perspective, is basically there. I mean, 
it, it I suspect we'll see benchmarks on these CPUs that that uh, you know outperform most of Apple's uh, you know laptop and desktop lines because they're really fast. Uh, and and the pencil now that's you know it magnetically attaches to the side and where where it charges while it's actually sitting there. That's really, really nice. I mean, to me, this is like uh, the 13-inch one or 12.9-inch one, which is basically, it's the same size screen as before, but all the bezels are mostly gone to the point where it's it's considerably smaller overall. Uh, to me, it's the perfect writing machine for what I do. I mean, I, I'm not going to edit audio on a laptop. I know, I mean, on an iPad Pro, I know people do it, uh, and there are good apps to do it. But it's still a few too many hoops for for my tastes, so I'll I'll stick with a Mac for that. But I can do pretty much anything else I want on an iPad Pro, so I did order one. Yeah, and, and this is, you know, I I had I think I had like the first Retina iPad. You know, we're talking years yeah. ago now, and you know, I think I had the original Mini at one point, um, and I kind of got rid of them because I never really used them, and sort of since then I've never really sort of cared to look at the iPad because I'm just like, oh, you know, I don't I know I don't really use one, I don't really need one. But as soon as I saw this new iPad Pro, I was I, I started looking at the prices. Like once the event finished, I was like, oh okay, so it's yeah. that and then I'd need a pencil and then I'm gonna want some kind of case or maybe the keyboard thing. Yes, it's very, and, very expensive. You know, and, and we were talking a minute ago, like I can't even justify the three hundred pound for the bottom end iPad. Right. Like, I don't, I don't know what on earth I'm doing looking at an iPad Pro, but like, just the the hardware design of it is, is just it looks amazing. Um, again, I wouldn't use it. I just really want one. Yeah, just to sort of hold and you know maybe I'll squiggle a little bit with the Apple Pencil or something. Yeah, you need to go to the Apple Store and just fondle it a little bit, I guess, because it you know it's got very similar screen to. The iPhone XR with the rounded corners—they're uh, calling it, you know, liquid retina, just like they do with the XR—and it's thinner, which is kind of remarkable when you think about it. I—I I did Im- immediately wonder whether Federico would bend his like he did his old one. He—he managed—he oh, managed, he yeah, managed yeah. to bend it at the beach, and he's not—he's still to this day not sure exactly what he did. He swears he didn't sit on it, but um, it, 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 it's thinner. It's got these flat edges. Uh, you know, home button's gone, so it all the, all the interactions are very much like they are on the 10s or the 10R. Uh, it, it's just a really good looking computer, and it's uh, it, it's obviously a lot faster too. Now I'm coming from, so I had the original first gen iPad Pro 12.9, and so that one I think it was an A9X I want to say, but that one. It, this one is going to be is two generations since, so it'll be considerably faster. Plus, um, I've since since breaking it, I've been using a nine point seven, which I like, but it's really not suitable for working on it in any kind of re- reasonable way because it's just too small to do a lot of side by side stuff. So sure. the reason I did it because I figured it. I, the reason I got that one was because it was the cheapest. And I could use it as a stopgap for a while because it, it's okay if all I'm doing is like writing it on it. So I was I've been doing a little bit of that, but it'll be kind of my reading in bed type of device going forward. Reading in bed, watching YouTube, that sort of thing. Sure, yeah, it's um, 
like I say, it, it, this is the iPad for me is such a weird product because I have no use for it, and yet I have this like desire that I wish I had a use for it. Yeah. Um. You know, we, we've spoken loads, you know, loads of times before about why an iPad wouldn't work for me specifically and all this kind of uh-huh. stuff. And but there's no other product where I look at it and I go, I like the look of that, but I have no use for it. But I desperately want to use it. Yeah. Um, whereas like, the iPad like feels like something I, I just really really want to have a use for, but I just can't think of anything. Mm. Well, I, I or, or certainly not enough to justify the price. Anyway. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I mean, I, and I think that you know, have, I don't know if you've seen, but there are a number of people who are very unhappy about the MacBook Air because it's a little bit closer. It's a closer cousin to the MacBook than it is to the MacBook Escape. You know, the uh, non-touch bar iPad um, MacBook Pro. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so a decent number of people seem pretty upset about it. I think, I don't know, I, I think a little bit of the the reason people are upset is because it's just not a very exciting computer of the air. I mean, it's not meant to be, really. I mean, it's, it's one you know, it's the bottom of the line, basically. Uh, and you put that next to the side-by-side with the iPad Pro, and the iPad Pro is just like, it feels like it's the future in some way. And, and, sure. and you kind of wonder... You know, I, I think some people see those things side by side and it feels like the Mac is getting the short end of the stick. I mean, I don't think it's a good comparison because there are plenty of other Macs that have been updated this year, like the iMac Pro, which are far more powerful and good if that's what, you know, if you want to use a Mac. Uh, I use both still, so I'm, I, I kind of sit in both camps, but but I kind of see where where people are a little unhappy with it. I actually really am excited about the mini it's try because I want to I want to I want to transcode some video, do some automation. Um I I want to make my my MacBook Pro into an actual laptop because right now it's like this monster that sits on the stand with all these cords dang, you know, dongles dangling off of it so that I can use sure. it as a desktop. It's like, well, now that I'm not commuting anymore, I might as well just have a desktop and I've got this really nice LG 4k display and, you know, keyboard and trackpad. I should, I should, you know, part of me just thinks I should just get this tiny little box and stick it behind the, behind the display and I'll be in good shape and I can use, then use my MacBook pro when I'm traveling and things. Because the one thing I do find myself doing as much as I'd like my iPad to be the only thing I take with me on trips, I almost always bring my MacBook Pro because there are just a couple of things I do where I cannot get them done on an iPad. One of them is MailChimp, which drives me bananas because it's a web app that doesn't really have any kind of real, sure. you know, awareness for touch. And the other is audio editing, which I use Logic. So I'm almost—it's <clears throat> really more often—it's more often than not—it's it's MailChimp that's causing it because um, that's something that I have to do on Fridays. And if you're going somewhere on a trip, chances are you're probably going on a Friday if you're, if it's a weekend type thing. So <laughs> yeah, I, I did find kind of that the MacBook pro that the, the 9.7 inch iPad is a nice companion to the iPad pro. I'm not the iPad pro, the MacBook pro because it, sure. it's, yeah, you know, yeah. it's so small and light. It's, it's kind of a neat, compliment to it if you don't want to be on the Mac the whole time. And I got this incredibly little keyboard called the Logitech uh, Keys to Go, which is, uh, it's, I don't know, it's basically the height, it's the the width of it is the height of the 9.7 inch iPad. And it's kind of a membrane keyboard, 
but it has an extra row at the top of like uh, iOS specific keys, like one to take a screenshot and media keys for playing music and videos and stuff. Um, it's it's pretty it it's pretty nice, but it's hard to type on. It's not. I, I was a little disappointed. It's definitely not something I'm going to be using constantly because it's a, it's a little tiring to type on because it's these membrane keys are they take a they're just weird. They feel weird. It's not. This is not like. If you're a keyboard snob, you don't want to go anywhere near this thing, because <laughs> if you if you are really into keyboards, you'll look at it and you'll try it and you'll be like, "This is a piece of junk." Now I look at it and I'm like, "Well, it's perfectly it's it's waterproof and it's perfectly serviceable for light duty like email or I don't know small amount of writing for an hour or two that kind of thing. It's just not something you want to use all day long." Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, some. Um, I mean, but like back back to something you said about the the MacBook Air, because mm-hmm. as you say, like people maybe aren't as excited about it as they should be. You know, I'm certainly not particularly excited by it. It would have been exciting three years ago, yeah, when they should have updated the MacBook Air when everything else was already Retina, right? Um, but you know, but the MacBook Air has just sort of been clinging on and hanging around for the last three years and. Sadly, one of the models is still hanging around. I know. Uh, I was going to mention that. <laughs> in the store. And um, that's one of the things that I think know, drives it, people crazy, too, is that there's this weird, this whole lineup of computers now is really strange with the Mac because you've got that Escape in there and you've got that, that MacBook Air that's still being sold. And which one do you really get? Do you get the MacBook or do you get the MacBook Air? It's it's a little confusing. Yeah, I mean, it definitely used to be uh, when we... When me and Jess bought her MacBook Air that we recently got rid of, we bought that probably six or seven years ago now. Um, at that sort of time, if somebody came to you and said, I would like to buy a Mac, what Mac should I buy? And you'd say, what do you want, a laptop or a desktop? And assuming you knew that like price was the issue, you'd just go, well, yeah, just buy the cheapest one. It's still a good laptop. Right. You know, the, the bottom-end MacBook Air, which was what Jess had, you know, we didn't do any upgrades. It cost, you know, whatever it cost, £700 or something. Right. Um, it lasted five or six years, whatever it lasted. Like, you used to be able to just say, just buy whatever you want. You know, what what amount of money do you want to spend? You can buy anything. Whereas now, I don't feel like I would want to recommend, like, the old MacBook Air with no Retina display. Um, or, you know, up until a couple of days ago, the Mac Mini that existed. Like, I wouldn't recommend anybody buy that. Right. Yeah, it, and I think the only reason, I mean, the answer is pretty clear, I think, that the old... Air is still around because it's still just nine ninety nine, and these new ones start at eleven hundred dollars. So, uh, sure, yeah, I, I certainly understand from a a business and marketing perspective why they exist, but it just makes it a lot harder to recommend things to people. Yeah, I agree. It's uh, it is it is hard to know what to do, and I, I'll tell you, I did have a lot of heartburn when I bought that iPad Pro because, like you said, when once you load it up with uh, accessories and Apple Care and everything like that, it is really pricey. I did not get the one terabyte model. I really don't feel like I need that sort of storage anymore, primarily because so much is in iCloud Drive or, you know, photos or an iCloud photo library, that kind of thing. I have a lot less on, and I stream my music. So at any one time, there aren't a lot of big files on my on my iOS devices anymore. Yeah, I think I saw something um, that 
doesn't the one terabyte have extra RAM? It does. Which is kind of strange. It is strange. And Federico heard that that is necessary to manage the extra storage. Now, that seems odd to me. But that's what he's hearing. I mean, so who knows? Yeah, that doesn't sound like how storage works. No, but, it doesn't. You know, I, I don't know. It doesn't, and I'm not sure where he heard it from either. I, I don't think he heard it from Apple, so who knows? But but yeah, it is the only... It, it, I think it's confirmed now that it is the only one with six gigabytes of RAM because people are looking in, in some of the uh, iOS 12.1 you know, some strings in the in the code, and it's pretty clear that that's the case. Uh, well, I guess we'll have to see once all these things come out. I mean, it is pretty remarkable. It is pretty unusual that all these computers and devices were all announced yesterday and will be in people's hands by uh, a week from today, on, on the next Wednesday. That is pretty fast for, for um you know, for new Apple products. I, I of course, will be getting receiving my dongles first. Because, you know, that is a of that course. is a thing you need to do now with any new Apple product is is order your dongles. I've got USB C to three point five millimeter headphone jack <laughs> dongles because <laughs> there is no headphone jack on this iPad, which I was I'm not yeah, right. I'm not too happy about because I don't know my iPad is has been traditionally probably one of the main devices that I plug a nice set of headphones into and. And now you can't really do that. You can do it with the adapter, but then you can't charge while you're doing that. For instance, it's you know it's it's a it's a very very strange emission from given the way they're trying to sell the iPad Pro. Right. You know this is oh you're a person that does professional things. This is an you know this is an alternative to a traditional laptop or to a desktop. And to then take the headphone jack away just seems very, very strange to me on a device like yeah. that. Yeah, and, and you know, it is thinner and all that, but on the other hand, it's still a pretty big device compared to an iPhone. So it, it is a little, it does kind of stretch. It is a stretch, I think, to say they couldn't fit it in. I mean, it just seems like it's a, a large enough device that they should be able to do that. But who knows? I mean, that, that to me is a little disappointing. I can use wireless headphones with it, I suppose. That's, you know, another solution. Uh, would have helped if I hadn't put my AirPods through the laundry many months ago. Uh, I've been waiting for those to yep. get updated, and of course they are not, so I'm in this <laughs> weird limbo. Do I go out? Do I buy some? Do I wait some more? I mean, I do have the Beat, Beat X, um, which are okay, but I w- use those for running because they're a little bit better geared for exercise than the AirPods. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that headphones is going to be is going to be an issue, I guess. Uh, but I, I, you know, two is one and one is none. So I ordered two of the dongles and they're both coming on Friday. <laughs> Let's get well, deliveries fast in uh, dongle time. Oh, yes. Um, they're, they're, <laughs> they've got dongles at the ready. I mean, they've all, there's also a USB-C to SD card adapter that you can get. Oh, I see. <laughs> now they do one. After I had to buy, I went through two different brands before I found one that works. Oh, all right. Well, there's uh, one now. Because Apple didn't make yeah, one. Yeah, Apple's is 40 bucks, <laughs> I think. Oh, the one I've got works fine now. I bought a Belkin one. The the sort of it's like a solid stick. Okay. Um, but it does the job. Yeah. Um, it's just a bit frustrating, you know, that they released. I think you know it was when they released these laptops, and um, you know they've got no SD card reader. But oh, now the iPad wants one. Oh, of course, iPad owners will make sure you've got one. Did you did you try <laughs> one from Anchor? Because I have one from Anchor that I got on deep discount, and I don't know if I've even actually used it. 
Uh, no, I can't remember who made the first one that I tried, but it just wouldn't read any of my SD cards. Right. Um, yeah, mine's really... So it, I ended up getting the Belkin yeah, one. Yeah, mine's like kind of a solid stick, just like you described. Um, but it, And it's kind of it's kind of heavy, but it's very small. Uh, so I don't know. I figured it would just be a good thing to have in, in the, the my special dongle pouch that I take with me wherever I go. I was just, no, no. I was telling, I was, I was uh, telling someone that I, I was going to start a dongle zoo because I was collecting up all, all these. I've got so many of these from so many different years of, of things. You know, I've got like the, the mini DVI to VGA and to DVI. And I mean, I've got so many video adapters and then I've got uh, USB A to Ethernet, USB C to Ethernet, USB C to U- USB A. Um, I don't know, just like tons and tons of these things all over the place, and it's to the point now where I gather them all together, and I've got to now I've got to separate them into the retired dongles and the active dongles because some of them, like the mini DisplayPort, I don't really have any any use for anymore. Yeah, we we have a drawer at work which is all of the donated adapters mm-hmm. you know mini display port all of that kind of stuff um you know because there's you know 10 15 of us in the office and when we get new computers we go oh we don't need this dongle anymore and you know what am i gonna do with it i just i just chuck it in the thing at work you know it's more of a <laughs> you know we go into the cupboard and it's just sort of a take a thing you need and put something you don't need anymore in there it's it's not it doesn't really belong to anybody theoretically right. like if i needed one of those dongles i could just take it home um, you know, it's it's a bit more of a just dump it in the drawer and see what happens. You can get inventive and, and daisy chain them into new and unusual combinations. <laughs> we we do have one person using a cable into a dongle into another dongle. Yeah, I, um, I've seen a lot of people do that kind of thing. Uh, I have somewhere. I have I have some FireWire stuff too. Yeah, I mean, if you need thirty pin connectors, uh, USB cables, please, you know, pop by my office <laughs> and. Uh, Let's know. Oh man, I I did. I went. I also went dongle light when I went to New York. So I I did make a mistake. I did make a miscalculation, which was I was like, all right, I'll take this anchor thing with me because it's got Ethernet, and in case the hotel room has Ethernet, that could be kind of nice. And it has two USB A's on it. And then I realized once I was there and hooking that into, and it's got USB C into the the MacBook. And once I was there, I realized that when hooked to the MacBook, this thing. It, it's totally fine if you need to use a USB-A device that uh, just to connect and, and drive data through it or whatever. But for charging, it's really low wattage. So it, t- it takes absolutely forever to charge anything. So I had very, little op- very few options for what I could do to charge my stuff while I was gone. But yeah, I managed that to, be a problem. I managed to soldier through. I also had my giant anchor battery with me, so that helped a little bit. That that took care of my needs for the first couple of days. Yeah, I'm, uh, I've still got mine is uh, sat and I'm ready to use it when I go away because I literally still haven't used it yet, the big anchor battery. Oh, yeah, that yeah those, they're uh, fantastic for traveling, I mean, but they're they're really heavy. Oh, yeah, they're ridiculously heavy. I don't tra- um, you know, but it will do me when I go to New York. Right, my so. advice to you is don't drop it on your foot because I did that and it cut my toe wide open. <laughs> Okay, uh, that is. I'm gonna just gonna note that down. It's really uh, <laughs> painful. Don't do it. <laughs> cool. Okay. Well, um, yeah. We don't normally get to do an Apple event. We don't. Um, we don't. And this is uh, my first chance to talk about it. So that's pretty great. I haven't, uh, you know, I haven't been been doing anything other than hot taking over on Twitter about it. 
<laughs> You've been very busy. Oh, very busy. Very busy. <laughs> cool. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, show notes are at ruminatepodcast.com slash, come on, if the website loads quick enough, uh, 74. Ooh. So, uh, yeah, we're, uh, that's a lot of episodes. Yeah. We're closing it on 100, another 12 months and we'll be there. Well, there we go. <laughs> Look forward to that oh, one. Oh, boy. That'll be, a, that'll be an extravaganza, we'll call that. <laughs>